Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, my friends. This is Vanessa Upkins. Thank you for joining me again. We have another great Bible study for you today. We are in the book of Mark, chapter 2, and we're going to be talking about Jesus Calls Levi, and Levi is Matthew. Okay, and also you can find um, this story in Matthew, chapter 9, verses 9 through 13, and Luke, chapter 5, verses 29 through 39. Well, let's go ahead and get started. Okay, so we're going to read Mark chapter 2, verse 13 through 17, and this is what it says. He, meaning Jesus, went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Aphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And he reclined at the table in his house, and many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. And the scribes of the Pharisees, when they saw that he was eating with the sinners and tax collectors, said to his disciples, Why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick, I come not to call the righteous, but the sinners. Okay, so let's get the backstory of what's happening here before this scene picks up. Jesus is in Capernaum and he's just healed the paralytic man whose friends tore off the roof and lured him down. And Jesus, in the past, he did something different. He told the man, your sins are forgiven. Now, there were scribes and many people there at the house, and the scribes questioned in their hearts. The scribes knew that God could only forgive man from their sins. But here was Jesus saying, your sins are forgiven. Jesus said it because he wanted them to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sin. And then this scene picks up, Jesus leaves the house and he's walking along the shore and he sees Levi. And Levi is Matthew. And we can find that out in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. And he's also a tax collector. The Jewish people considered all tax collectors as traitors extortioners because they worked for the Roman government and they had the force of the Roman soldiers behind them to make the people pay. They were extortioners because they could keep whatever they overcharged the Jews. The tax collectors were regarded as an outcast from the society. They were disqualified as a judge or a witness in court sessions. They were excommunicated from the synagogues. They were a disgrace. 
in the eyes of their community and also their family. They were hated by the community and Matthew was collecting taxes for Herod Antipas, the Roman government representative for the Galilee area. Okay, so now let's kind of unpack this story as um, Jesus is walking along the shoreline with a crowd of people following him and he's teaching them and he sees Matthew and he says to Matthew, follow me. So Matthew quit his job. I mean, he just leaves and his position as a tax collector to follow Jesus. My question would be, what is it about Jesus that caused Matthew to want to quit that day? What was it? A, what kind of day was he having at work that would cause him to want to follow. Matthew has been hearing about Jesus, this incredible man who is healing and teaching and people are following him and he's doing all of these miraculous things. So, and here it is, he comes in contact with Jesus and on this particular day, he is ready. So he quits his job and he follows Jesus. And then later on that day, he's at Matthew's home and Matthew throws this big feast at his home and he invites all his friends, the tax collectors and just all the other people. And so, and they are reclining at the table. Now you may be wondering like I was, how do you recline at the table? Are you leaning back in a chair? <laughs> no, basically um, they did not have tables like we do or chairs like we do at that particular time. They actually had these large pillows that they would lay on. The table would be cl was close to the floor and they would lean on one side and lean over and they would use the other hand that they wasn't leaning on and they would scoop up their food with, with bread and they would scoop the food up and then they would feed themselves. These large pillows that covers like around the room and it was usually like in a U shape and the, the host, whoever the host was, they would sit in the middle and then they have the most important people sitting on either side. So if you can just kind of get a, a picture of, of what this house is, it's huge and it has all of these people in it. And they, it says right here, they are reclining at, at the table. Now, back in those days, the homes were very open and people could just pass by and see what was going on in your home. It says that it was crowded very crowded and the scribes, the scribes of the Pharisees were, you know, I guess coming by and they asked Jesus' disciples, why does he eat with the tax collectors and the sinners? Eating together was more than just consuming food during their times. It meant people bonded over their meals. And when people ate together, it meant more than just having a meal it meant that they were friends and they were shared a common bond the pharisees had added to their own traditions of what was clean and unclean and how one could defile themselves the scribes were making a point that jesus had defiled himself by eating with the tax collectors and the sinners jesus responded those who are well have no need for a physician but those who are sick. I have not called the righteous, but the sinners. 
What Jesus was saying is that he had come to save those who recognize that they are sinful and that they need help. And the disciples and the sinners and the tax collectors was very interested in learning about the kingdom of heaven because Jesus was teaching as he was walking. So this whole crowd of people are learning about the kingdom of heaven. So they just followed him right into Matthew's home. And I just assume that they are eating and they're still talking about the kingdom of heaven. Now the scribes and the Pharisees, they trusted the legalistic system of rituals and and rules. They follow by the rules. And they put all their faith in that which is nothing wrong with that because that is the the law but their heart their heart was not in it they did not recognize that they were also sinners they needed salvation as well they needed the messiah and jesus is the messiah and he's right there in their midst there is so much to learn and to unpack from these scriptures i just want to share with you some of my takeaways number one Levi was called by Jesus. Just like Levi was called, God has called us. The question is, are we willing to answer the call? Yes, absolutely. Let me share with you what it says in 2 Timothy 1 and 9 NLT. For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. He did this not because we deserved it, but because that was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace through Jesus Christ. Levi answered his call when Jesus said, follow me. Today, we can learn about Jesus from his book, The Gospel of Matthew. What will others learn about Jesus from our life? Number two, Matthew was willing to give up something. Now I go back and forth using the word Matthew and Levi, but remember, Levi is Matthew. (laughs) That is his name. Matthew decided to give up being a tax collector, his source of income to follow Jesus. He was willing to let it all go. When we decided to follow Christ and as we grew in wisdom, we gave up something too. Bad habits that didn't serve us well, living a life in sin, old friends, or maybe it was a career. The list could be endless. But I believe that we can all say that when Jesus entered our life, he brought everything that we needed. He paid the price for our sins and plus so much more. Takeaway number three, Jesus knew his purpose and why he was sent. He didn't get distracted by what others were saying about him. Jesus addressed the question that the scribes of the Pharisees asked his disciples by stating his purpose and why he was sent. He responded, those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but the sinner. What the scribes weren't thinking was that they were sinners. They followed the rules of the law, but their heart was not in it. The law could not save them. Jesus was sent by God for this very reason. In Romans 8 verse 3 NLT, 
It says, The law of Moses was unable to save us because of our weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Jesus sent by God is the one who was sacrificed for our sins. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for always providing for us. We thank you for your tender mercies and your loving compassion. Thank you for sending Jesus as the perfect sacrifice for our sin. And thank you, Jesus, for your willingness to be the sacrifice for us. And we give our life to you. And we thank you for paying the price. In Jesus' name we pray. All right. I'm so happy you prayed this prayer with me. You may have prayed this for the very first time. And I just wanted to say welcome to the kingdom of Christ. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, get a Bible, stay connected with the podcast, and um, get connected with a with a local church of believers. It's a wonderful family, and you will be connected. Okay, well, so we are now ready for the My Bible Life study questions. There are a total of five of them, and we will be applying these study questions for every single episode so that we can learn and grow. Question number one, what is God saying to me? Question number two, is there anything that I need to correct in my life? If yes, what? Number three, what area in my life do I desire to see change? Number four, how can I apply what I have learned today to my life? Number five, what is my plan and when will I start? And when you answer these questions, little by little, we will all grow together. And next week, we will have a question about fasting. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with Him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence for fulfilling the work he has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and his word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life Podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.